Hey, I'm Drea, and this is Unpopular Passion. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Unpopular Passion, the season four premiere. And you know, even though four doesn't seem like such a big number, and it's not, this is the last season of the year, so it it feels a little bit crazy to be saying that we're in a whole new season, in the last season of the year. It's gone by very quickly. And regardless if you are new here, if you've been rocking with me since day one, I think thank you all. I truly appreciate it. And today's episode is very special to me because my guest today, I would say has had a pretty big impact on my life. So this past July, I went on a yoga retreat to Costa Rica And whatever you're picturing in your mind when you hear the words yoga retreat, I can guarantee you is exactly what I was picturing (laughs) when I first heard that. So because of that, I did not hesitate to say no when this trip was presented to me. And actually, if you go back to episode eight, which is so crazy to say because here we are in episode 31. But if you go back to episode eight, you will hear my very dear friend Patrick tell me about this trip, present it to me, and invite me. And like I said, no hesitation to say no. And I was like, you know what, that's, that's not for me. It's not my bag. I was just, I got too much going on right now. No thanks. Luckily, I have very good friends <laughs> who helped me to see this as something that would fit me, something that I would love. And, you know, when Patrick said that, I started thinking about it again and thought to myself, you know what? If anything, this is a good excuse to just travel again. And if you know me, you know that one of my biggest loves in life is traveling. So I changed my mind and I I could not be more grateful that I did because so much just happened on this trip, aside from just having so much fun and having great experiences and being somewhere where I felt like I could just be myself and I felt at home, I also was in a space where I felt like I could be vulnerable and I could open up and I could deal with shit that I didn't even know that I needed to deal with. And that's 
the space my guest today provided for me. She helped me to face things head on that I didn't even know I need to face. And along with it, just have the time of my life and the experiences that I had on this trip are definitely something that will always stay with me. And ever since this trip, my my mindset, my way of life, everything has just been so different and improved. And I could not be more grateful for the fact that she provided that and that she is someone in my life now. So please welcome my guest for today, Jessica Joseph. It's definitely the whole like law of attraction thing. Like whatever you're, yes. yeah, whatever you're feeling and thinking, you attract yes. more of. Totally, mm. totally. Yes. Um, but how are you doing? Oh, I'm very much in hustle mode. I'm very much in, um, I'm in hustle mode <laughs> and it feels good. It feels really good. That's like good. I feel like, um, like we just said, law of attraction. I feel like post retreat um and really embodying love Mm. even even just like hosting retreat um well maybe I should start saying like about the retreat yeah I was I'm trying to think of where to start I mean just let it yeah yeah, wherever you feel just let it out (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) um how am I? That's such a broad question. I mean, I'm so many different things at once. I'm so many different things at once right now in this present moment. I'm very grateful. Oh, I like that. Yes. Yeah. I'm like very grateful. And I woke up feeling very grateful, but needed to do a meditation about being grateful Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, because I easily can get distracted and wrapped up in my mind yeah so I've really gravitated towards meditation practices and yoga and uh, just like really trying to embody the person that I want to become and be for myself and for others and that really requires me to start witnessing like my emotions Mm. That's and I think one. we talked. Yeah, I think we talked about this. We're Probably. both empaths. Yeah, for sure. Yes, and being an empath, like it's really, really important to be able to discern what's yours and what's somebody else's. I actually never thought about that. You're good. Like we're going to feel a lot, and you know when you walk into a crowd, you're like, mm-hmm. like. Or, or even like when we would sit down at the retreat and you're like sitting around a bunch of people and you just like, you feel the energy around you. Like, yeah, it's like so easy to read the room and like feel what everyone else is feeling. Yes. And being able to, and then sometimes somebody feels something very deeply and they're outwardly projecting it. 
Mm. Not to say that it's wrong or right, but they're just outwardly projecting their feeling. We can sometimes internalize it and make it our own. I think that happens. Maybe it just is empaths, but I think it happens for everybody. It's just like human nature. So being able to discern like, okay, I'm feeling a something. What is it? Is Mm -hmm. it mine? Is it something that I need to address? Like being more conscious in my everyday life. And when I am feeling anxiety about the the new project I'm working on or, mm. you know, the conversation I had the other day and no, like, I need to take a moment and pause and just really think about, like, sometimes it's not always gratitude because I, I can feel that naturally, but yeah. um, being very conscious of, like, what am I feeling and what's going mm. on? Um, but my journey in yoga really got me to that point. Like that's what brought me to my consciousness and like being awoke, woken, waking up. Well, how am I going to say that? (laughs) Yoga's really, I know yoga woke me up to my present moment and to who I was and how far away I am from what my purpose is. Mm, I could see that for sure because like well for me personally what did that was only meditation Mm. like that just like changed my whole mindset and like how I did everything but then like being so submerged in like this world of yoga in Costa Rica and like getting to see like how the two complemented each other so well and then like how to use them together to not only make it a mental thing but also a physical thing yes like that just I don't know it was just so much more than I anticipated yes like how so you're telling me that if I sit still I'll hear the entire conversation that I always have in my head Mm -hmm. and then when you're asking me to hold a pose now I'm going to have that same conversation, but now it's going to be maybe like a negative self-talk about how I can't hold this, or maybe it's going to be how I, how, (laughs) how I need to get out of this or how, how hard this is, or like, it's just so easy to sit in stillness and feel what's your mind is doing and then add your physical body into it. Mm -hmm. And I think the beautiful thing about adding your physical body into meditation with yoga is that you can move the energy when you're doing yoga with the asana practice like you can you'll be able to witness like uh and if you're with a teacher that has that in there or desires to share that with you Mm -hmm. um you'll be in the postures processing your emotions so you'll if the teacher forgets the count, if the teacher <laughs> starts talking to somebody else, if the if like, and just starts working on somebody else and, and forgets to like, you know, everyone else is holding like warrior three for mm. like 10 breaths and you want to get out of it. You might project like, what the hell? Like, why aren't they paying attention to the count? And you can notice yourself stop being present in what you're doing mm-hmm. and then start projecting your feelings towards the person that is guiding you so so as much as like yeah they shouldn't forget the count 
But there's also this aspect of, but can you recognize why you're getting so frustrated? Mm-hmm. I can see can that. you yes can you witness what's happening within yourself that is causing such big disruption it's just warrior three it doesn't last forever maybe you're going to be here for three more breaths but are you even breathing at this point you're too focused on mm-hmm. something else so it really allows for the consciousness to like come to the front of yeah your awareness yeah yeah and what you were just saying too about like how if you have someone to like guide you through the emotional aspect of it, that was something again, I like did not expect at all. And there was like one thing, I mean, there was a bunch of stuff that you Mm -hmm. were going through the whole week, but there was one thing that like stood out in my mind the most was there was one time you were talking about carrying emotion in your hips. And it was so crazy. Cause like, as soon as you said that, like throughout the week, the more I like dealt with shit, I was feeling and shit in my head the easier it was for me to like fall into these different positions and like the looser I could feel by the end of the week, I was like all the way down to the ground, almost in a full split. And I was like, this is crazy. (laughs) Like that's like, how did I get here? Yeah. After like a week. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, and I think I'll say three things about it. One split pose is the pose of unconditional love. So the more open you are to receiving that and to like give that to yourself, obviously the deeper you can go into that posture. And it's just like very, it's very opening Mm -hmm. in itself. And then like being able to process through your emotions and just knowing like, okay, I'm opening myself up to feeling I'm doing ankle to knee pose. And I, instantly think of one thing like instantly I'm thinking of that one thing that I'm not letting go of Mm -hmm. and then and then you recognize oh I'm holding that right here and then you exhale and then it goes down Mm -hmm. and it releases and you're like whoa wait a second yeah and then yes it's Mm -hmm. so magical and you take another breath and you're like oh I was just holding all the tension there. Now I'm not even remembering what I was holding on to because I just let it go Mm -hmm. and I'm breathing and I'm moving through it and I'm opening and I'm letting everything just come in. Like I'm witnessing it and I'm letting it go. I'm witnessing it and I'm letting it go. Like there's nothing that you're like attaching to because you can't, Mm -hmm. you're, you need to relax. Yeah. and if you don't, your mind is like, Zah! yeah, that was something uh-huh. I noticed when I did start meditating was, I mean, it was on a smaller scale, but I noticed like how much my body would tense up like in my shoulders and in my neck whenever I would get mad or like irritated. And I would walk into a room like after I started meditating, once I was more aware of this and instantly I would feel my whole upper body tense up. And I was like, why am I doing this? What is making yeah. me feel like this? And then just, you know, learning how much my mental state had to deal with all the pain I was feeling in my body. It was like, I would never have connected the two. Yes. And I'm curious, like, is, is the, the shoulder tensing an anxiety or is it, um, an empathic thing where you're like, Mm. I feel everybody's thing right now. Or is it like, like, where does that come from? Like, I'm so curious about, like, 
why we tense in certain yeah, areas. Me too. Because I do like remember feeling that as a kid, which is weird. But like, I yes, don't know why yes. I started it, but it was always my shoulders and my neck. I would just like, like when I would get like angry, just like squish my yeah. my shoulders together. And I don't know why. But like, yes. Yeah. Now knowing like where to release it has made such mm-hmm. a huge difference. Just like with everything that I do because then even even like starting to feel myself tense up before I'm aware of it I'm like okay what around me is like irritating me or making me angry and is it worth me getting angry about right now yes and where do I actually like where's it coming from like locating the pain and the best Mm -hmm. way to like recognize where you're locating the pain is practice oh right and I was gonna say this too before you you had touched on the amount of time it took to release mm-hmm. and you're like wow it was just like after one week okay one week of yoga twice a day mm-hmm. is like that's that's why because we were very heavy on working through things and we did do that a was our <laughs> we did a lot we did a lot we did yoga in the morning more of a fast pace and then we did yoga at night and and we did yin at night mm-hmm. and yin yoga is next level. Yin yoga is the best. If you have not done yin yoga, you need to get onto that. It's similar to restorative yoga. Um, but the reason why you felt such a change so quickly is because you are on a routine. Mm, that's, that's why. Yeah. Like we, we woke up, did yoga. We journaled. We ate. We journaled. We ate. Mm-hmm. We did something. We ate. We did yoga. Like routine is how things change. Yeah, you can't expect a change from from uh, la- lack of consistency, mm-hmm. inconsistency. Like change has to come from practicing every single day. My yoga journey started from me deciding I'm going to stick with one teacher and I'm going to do this until I learn. Three, what four years now later. And I teach yoga and I understand how it feels to be a beginner. I'm not anywhere near where I'm going to be in years, but like I'm giving myself um, grace Mm -hmm. and also like I'm consistent and I'm disciplined with my yoga practice. I'm disciplined because I have to be. Yeah. I, I, I value the routine that it brings and I don't expect to do anything different in the class so I go to one teacher and he's amazing shout out to Jeff what mm-hmm. up Jeff um and he does the same thing over and over again he would do this he would it's he would do like different variations so you like learn how to do transitions off of certain things once you get more advanced Mm -hmm. but the postures are the same yeah and that um consistency is so important when you're first starting because every class is different because you're different every day like you're never in the same space yeah you're never you're never the same like you're the same purpose and and soul and entity but you're always feeling something new your day is never the same the way you're feeling the way your body is processing your emotions that day is always different Mm -hmm. so the the consistency of doing the same postures 
every day allows for a self-reflection. So you're doing the same posture, but it feels different every day. Yeah. Why is that? Mm. One day I can do this and the other day I can't. So what, what's the difference? So it allows for such deep self-reflection because it makes you curious. Mm. How did I, like the, like how you can think back the first day of ever doing split, you're like, okay, well, interesting. I didn't really get low or this is how I felt. And then you look to the next time you've done it and you're like, oh, wow, I feel, you can feel the growth that happens. For sure. And then you don't practice, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. And then you don't practice for two weeks and then you go back to square one. Oh, that and you're happened like, well, a what? bit to me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And you go back to, to that space. You're like, what did I do wrong? And it comes from the consistency. The only way to get good at anything in your life mm-hmm. is to do it every day day yeah I agree like you can't expect to get good at anything if you don't do it every day Mm -hmm. if you don't throw yourself into it yes and to expect to be amazing at something that you don't do every day is is unfair to yourself it's just like it doesn't even it doesn't even make sense Mm -hmm. and yeah so before because I have something else I was going to ask but before I ask that yes um your answer when what would you say you're most passionate about obviously this is all connected to it but what would your answer be to that question what am I most passionate about Mm -hmm. I really so it's evolving Mm -hmm. um in my present moment I am so passionate about building a community of like-minded people and I've 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 felt that for a while and I I feel I am creating it and my vessel is through movement Mm -hmm. and at one point it was through exercise and lifting weight and and being in like a gym atmosphere yeah and then the transformation of the vessel turned into yoga once I felt that lifting weights is so superficial (laughs) and let me explain (laughs) let me explain I think there's so much value in being able to um transform your physical body i think it's incredible i think the power of the human body i think the ability to start pressing 10 pounds overhead and then start pressing 50 pounds overhead like i think that's so invaluable yeah but as a personal trainer for a for like four years well now like more than five years um what I recognize when there's a lot of people going through a fitness journey and just like seeing the desires that a lot of people want. I want better arms for like, so when I see myself in a picture or yeah. I want nicer legs and I want um, to have abs and um, I just don't want to be fat. Like those words are so like to address that you have to go deeper like it's yeah. not a physical oh thing God, it's not so it's exactly it's not a physical thing mm-hmm. and when people come into a gym their expectation is physical and not spiritual yeah it all starts with how you look yes and being a personal trainer my 
it was like, I, you know, I pushed through and I could transform and motivate, but I can only motivate as much as the other person wanted to change. Mm -hmm. And like, you can get a personal trainer and not want to change and spend all of your money (laughs) and learn, right. And learn, remember nothing. Like, I think the hardest thing for me as personal trainer is if, or like the most heartbreaking thing for me when I was a personal trainer or am or whatever, when somebody would leave training with me and go right back to where they were when they first, that breaks my heart because I, I feel that. like I have done, I have done nothing. Mm-hmm. Like my teaching has done nothing for you. We both wasted our time Yeah, because it's like, I can teach you how to do a squat with a barbell, but if you're not present for that squat, if you're not fully aware of what's happening in your body and having a mind body connection, yeah. what are we, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Cause you can't remember it. So I've recognized that my vessel isn't in the gym as a personal trainer. My vessel is when somebody comes to a yoga studio they're very much more open to the possibility of this may be something a little bit deeper Mm -hmm. and this may be um, a lot harder than I thought, Mm -hmm. or I can, I can now the person that comes into a yoga studio is more receptive to, okay. And now feel what you're feeling in your toes. And I'm not saying that you can't do that as a personal trainer. Yeah, totally not. But my vessel had to change of like how I offer community because it was too superficial. Yeah. At a gym. Oh my God. Um, I am like, yeah. it's so crazy hearing you say all this because I am going through like all of that right now. No because, way. Yes. So I want to say like two, so like two or three years ago, I think I, I had like gained a ton of weight and I was feeling like no energy, feeling really bad about myself too. So I like, I joined a boxing gym and I got a personal trainer. I was doing all this stuff. I lost like a ton of weight, but I was so focused on how I looked. And so it's not until now I go back and I look like I look at all these pictures of myself at that point. I was probably, probably in the best physical shape of my life, but I remember when I was at that point I still looked at myself in the mirror and go, oh, I still have like a little fat right here I could get rid of. Yes. And I still have this and that and whatever. And, I, and I'm, I'm looking at pictures now and thinking like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, I looked great. Why was I still picking at little things? And yes. then now, like within the past year or so, I fell off the habit. And then I did kind of like go back to square one. Like I felt like I gained a bunch of weight back. And I started working at a desk job. So that like threw my body off completely. Yeah. And so... I honestly was like at a very low point in Costa Rica, how I was like feeling about my body and like myself. And then so just like getting to kind of reconnect to my mm-hmm. body and everything while we were there, I started getting back into the gym now and like lifting weights again and doing all that. But it's been so much different having that mm-hmm. connection along with it. And now that I've been focused on my strength and my health above how I look I'm starting to notice the way I look is changing a lot quicker, but that's not what the focus is on. 
it'll happen. Like the physical body will change, Mm -hmm. but the only way you're going to find happiness is changing the way you speak to yourself. Yes, definitely. Like, so, um, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. One. That's incredible. Like, good for you for for checking in with yourself and like really being able to say, wow, like I recognize that back then Mm. I was so ungrateful for my body. Yeah. And then now looking back. Yes. Mm. And like, again, that gratitude, like you got to wake up with gratitude. Like I am so grateful for how my body allows me to move throughout this world. Mm. Boom. And once you can recognize like how beautiful your human body is and the, the way it allows you to move through the world, then you can be like, this is perfect. Exactly how it yeah. is. Mm. And I just have to work on that voice in my head. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's through, um, being around a better community, mm-hmm. circling back to like, you know, like circling back to why, what my purpose is and what my passion is. Like if, if we are more conscious of the way we speak to ourselves, then we can be more conscious the way we speak to others. Mm-hmm. And you can only meet somebody as far as you, as far as you've met yourself. Yeah. So if and I, I made a YouTube video on this the other day, and I think it's so important. I, it's called why I stopped calling myself fat. Is it up now? It is up okay. now. I said, okay. why I, on YouTube, I said, well, let me get the title right. <laughs> <laughs> um, why I stopped saying I'm fat. Okay. And after so after the retreat in Costa Rica I had stayed there for like two and a half months and Mm. I was in this love bubble I was like in love like wow I've never felt more love I didn't think you were coming back no no I'm back but yes I and there's there's my purpose is the reason why I'm back in like the things that I need to accomplish. But I was in a love bubble for two and a half months. This is the first love bubble I've ever been in. So it's like, I would say two and a half months of a, um, what's that phase when you're in love with somebody in the beginning? Honeymoon phase. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I was in a honeymoon phase for two and a half months and it was incredible. I mean, I felt love in every aspect from myself because before I went to Costa Rica I let go of all of my attachments I quit my job I uh, sold my car I got rid of my apartment like I truly let go of the things I was attached to I put stuff in storage and created this retreat that I felt was kind of uh, it was it wasn't even something that I was controlling it was like flowing through me mm-hmm. and and a testament to that is how you had your experience of like yeah I had my perfect day on this yep. retreat and mm-hmm. like it like flew it like projected through me so being in Costa Rica and like truly being fully present for the people that I had invited there and have been holding space for and then being in this love bu- love bubble um if you've ever been in love before, everyone says that you gain weight when you're in a relationship <laughs> because 
because you're just like infatuated and you're eating with them mm-hmm. and you're and he was a chef like and he you're is comfortable a chef, so. that's a big thing when you yeah. feel comfortable you're just like oh whatever like right and when I tell you I was off my routine there was no like love was the only thing I was doing mm-hmm. and it was so special because I've never held space for love like that before and I felt truly the wholeness of love mm-hmm. So with that being said, I was off my routine for two and a half months. I was not um, consistent. I was eating more than I ever have in my entire life. Like, (laughs) I mean that. I was drinking a lot and just like allowing myself to enjoy. Yeah, of course. Right? So I was catching myself saying, I am fat. Mm. and I can it's replaying in my mind and I heard myself say it out loud twice Mm -hmm. and I say I heard myself because I'm very much um observant of the way I speak like I can hear myself talking I sit in the seat of the observer often so I heard myself say it once and then I kind of just like let it pass and then I heard myself say it twice and the time that I said it twice I recognized how it bounced off the person I was in love with mm-hmm. or like being in love with and he was like trying to tell me everything that I am and I was like oh that that's what am I doing like what is that like yeah. why am I feel like I'm forcing him to tell me who I what mm-hmm. I am like why am I not recognizing how harmful what I'm saying is so I like take a step back and the thing that I realized was that's not true one mm-hmm what was really happening for me was I'm not in my routine. Yeah. I'm not doing what I'm nor I don't, I'm not doing anything. Mm-hmm. I'm literally not in a routine. So obviously my body is going to change because I'm not doing yoga once a day. Mm-hmm. I'm not going for a run. I'm not working out. So obviously my body's changing, but for some reason, but for some reason, the thing that I'm telling myself is I am fat. Yeah. You go straight to the negative. Right. And that's not even true. Mm-hmm. It's just because the truth is, Jess, you're abandoning yourself. You're neglecting your health. Period. Like yeah. I'm choosing to enjoy what this man is offering me. I'm choosing to indulge in things that I normally don't do. So mm-hmm. obviously my body's changing. So why am I not saying that why am I not addressing the fact that I need to be on a routine yeah like instead of calling myself fat and saying that out loud to somebody Mm -hmm. why don't I just wake up in the morning and go work out or do yoga or run or because it's not like you shouldn't be enjoying those things like of course you should right it's just like the balance was a little off exactly and then the first thing I go to is uh being harmful to myself like yeah. the words that I'm speaking mm-hmm. and and then the last thing about it is if I speak that way to myself like I said you only meet other people as far as you met yourself if I speak to myself like that wouldn't you think that I speak about that to other people mm-hmm. like if it's so easy for me to say that about myself yeah what's stopping me from saying that about other people I don't want to talk like that mm-hmm. I don't want people to even, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. I don't want people to think that I'm that person because I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. Who am I to tell somebody what they are? Like, yeah. so why am I saying that to myself? Because mm-hmm. I would never 
want to say that about somebody else. So if I'm so easily throwing it out of my mouth, wouldn't you think that I would say that about somebody else? Yeah. But like the the biggest thing for me that I feel like I found when it comes to the way we speak to ourselves is if I'm speaking to myself this way, then if someone else speaks to me this way, I am not going to fight it because I'm already like telling myself that. So why would I expect anyone else to treat me better than I'm treating myself? Treat yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It starts with within you. Mm-hmm. And if you're allowing yourself to walk around unconscious of how you're allowing your thoughts to control your life. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You're a zombie. Yeah. You're you're zombieing around this world. And that's so unfulfilling. Mm-hmm. That's not your passion. That's not what you're meant to be here for. Yeah. You're everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a purpose to fulfill on this earth. Their soul has a purpose. So to not live into that, oh, that breaks my heart. Yeah. Hence why I want to start a community that believes in that. Mm-hmm. I want to be around people that know, like, I live in my power. And maybe I'm not perfect right now, but I'm always going to strive to be a better version of myself every day. I'm going to, maybe I'm not showing up in the best way. Maybe I'm lacking a little bit of gratitude today, but the person next to me is going to recognize that and be like, Hey, what are you grateful for? Yeah. And then you're like, Oh fuck, you're right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And you're like, oh, <laughs> I really needed that. Just, just yeah. the reminder. And you're not taking that reminder personally. Mm-hmm. You're taking that reminder as, Oh, thank you. Or, Hey, did you take a deep breath today? Yeah. Like, are you breathing? Mm-hmm. Like just that community that's on the same page about what life is about. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and not avoiding dealing with your traumas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's fuck. fuck. <laughs> like that's we hold one. that, we hold that in our body. Yeah. That's why I think yoga is the best vessel for community building, for turning yourself into a conscious being. Yeah. Because you couldn't really transform. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely more than I expected it to be because like uh, to be honest like I did not go into it thinking it would be like any kind of like mental or spiritual like other level it just kind of became that way and I'm you know I'm glad it did but what like what was it that made you make that switch into this like world and mindset I mean I I definitely think that the way I was raised so I was raised in the Catholic religion. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't even say it's a lot, but like we would go to church every Sunday. Yeah. And my grandmother lived with us in our house and she would do the rosary every day. Mm-hmm. And now let me just tell you how mind blowing this is. And I didn't recognize this until my adult life. In yoga, we talk, they talk about mantras and yeah. like using your words as vibrations. Mm-hmm. So my grandmother would do the rosary every day and send out vibrations, but she's doing it with love, right? Like for yogis, it's a mantra. So everybody has their different vibration, but foundationally, I grew up hearing her doing the rosary and I remember giving her respect without knowing I'm giving her respect in her sacred moment while she's doing the rosary. Mm -hmm. I remember her holding my hand 
while she's saying the rosary. Now, in my adult life is when I recognize how beautiful that is. So if you don't know what, know what a rosary is, it's, a, it's like a necklace and it has beads on it. And every bead you would say a prayer. And the next bead you would say a prayer. It's very much like counting your prayers. It's a way to keep track of how many prayers you say. And the vibe, the the act of it, like forget there's a Catholic religion, forget any of that. Just knowing that somebody is every day routine, every day saying a specific prayer in a specific place mm-hmm. around specific people. And she would think of certain people yeah. and share that. Mm-hmm. So you're going to tell me that she had superpowers. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, like if we understand that our voices, our vibration, our thoughts, our vibrations, and we send out what we attract. You're telling me that her vessel was a Catholic religion. Mm-hmm. I was around that. She blessed me every single day Mm. and not until my adult life when I'm in this yoga world I'm like oh wow I'm here because of that oh that's so interesting isn't it yeah it it's it's so interesting it's so interesting Mm. yeah and so I I grew up Catholic also and my grandfather he still does his rosary every day every night and you know he'll ask me to do it with him once in a while and I think like the way I feel about religion now is definitely different in my adult life so there's a little part of me that I kind of I don't like to be the part of religion I don't like is being told like what to say when to say it like I like to just have you know my faith my beliefs and so I'm always like a little resistant to it but then the second I actually start doing it that all goes away and Right. I didn't think, yeah, it is like that. It's, yeah, it's like a certain vibration. It's just like a feeling when you're like putting it out and you're doing something bigger than yourself. Right. So like, really, let's break it down. You're saying loving words mm-hmm. about the people around you. Why is that wrong? Yeah. Now it's only wrong when, when the higher, when the people, when the humans that are high up in it start putting like limits on mm-hmm. us. But if we take the act of what we're doing and just really assess the beauty of it, like that's the most sacred moment. Yeah. If you can hold his hand, like I think that like I would love and I like imagine it because I try to like manifest that now. If I could appreciate her so deeply and hold her hand again while she does it. Yeah. Because like what a powerhouse we would be. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying she was a perfect person. I'm just saying like her practice is what got me to being in this yoga journey. And I know that for sure. Wow. And it's just coming through me in a different way. Like mm-hmm. I started in fitness. Yeah. I started in fitness. I was like, I always was an athlete. I always worked out. That's like the story of it. I was an athletic trainer and caught like I was, I went to Montclair State um, and I was an athletic training major. And I loved being, I chose that. At first I chose nutrition. I was like, chemistry, huh? <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, no way. And then I was like, okay, I like being around sports. I like being around people that have this desire to be better mm-hmm. sports. And I love to heal people. Like I love like being part of, like I'm 
I think a lot of us are like this, but like, I think I can change everybody. I can change the world. Like I can do it. If you just listen to me, I'll do it. So that's a little bit of a thing I'm working on myself, but um, I feel like you have to go in with that mindset sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. I love to help people and I love to heal. So it was perfect for me. But the thing I didn't love about that was the emergency care. Like my anxiety. Oh my is God. I remember that I, traumatic story you told. Yes. <laughs> so traumatic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So like that. So I was like gently getting back, getting into like this vessel that I'm in right now. Mm. And, um, and I really think that my heaviest the my heaviest influence was my grandmother and her dedication to her religion um that has put me into yoga but now before I recognized that Mm -hmm. because I had that reckon that realization um last year but before that the reason why I turned into yoga was definitely for stretching purposes. Mm. Like I was working out so heavy and the person that I was working out with, he's like, um, let's go to yoga. And I was like, cool, yeah. whatever. Like hot yoga is sick. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, it just started as why a would physical I say no thing. To- yes. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I, oh, right. Oh my gosh. I forgot another, uh, reason how I got into it. So I just started doing it as like, all right. In addition to the workout routine. Yeah. And then I had a teacher, Anaira, that she would, she made it into more something different. Mm -hmm. Like she wasn't like reading the sutras, but she would definitely show that there was a little bit more happening. Mm -hmm. So I was curious. I was like, oh, what's this? And like, oh, I'm improving and I'm not using any weights. And like, I feel better. Mm -hmm. And like, Shavasana feels so good. What is this? (laughs) place inside of me that I'm going to like how you know like how am I laying down in stillness and like like feeling like I'm in another world like Mm -hmm. what's going on like yes yes Mm -hmm. that feeling is like it makes me so curious so that started it and then she was hosting a yoga retreat to the Maldives and I was like oh shit that sounds incredible I have to go (laughs) yeah the Maldives If you don't know where the Ma- the Maldives is underneath India, and it's like beautiful. it would, it's almost beautiful. Mm-hmm. You would consider it as this: it's an underwater city, so it's not about the land on top. It's almost like if there were mountains that were covered by water oh, for you, like have I been covered by have water. Described it like that. Uh huh. So so you when you fly over it, you see the tops of all of the mountains. Mm-hmm. And there's sometimes there's human life and sometimes there's not. There's sandbanks. It's just like the top of mountains that are poking out of the on and then you have to snorkel when you're there. Mm-hmm. It's the most like it's an incredible place. Mm-hmm. Like you you I'm, you have yeah, to go. It's on my list. It's on the bucket list. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. on the list. It's on the bucket list. Um so I had went there and there was a one night that it changed my life. I, I really think it was like one of the last nights, but we were doing yin yoga and it was a full, it was a full moon. And the, one of the hosts was walking around with a huge gong Mm -hmm. and playing the gong 
And when I tell you, I was feeling, and when you're in the presence of a gong, you know that the vibrations like penetrate through your body. Yeah, that surprised me a lot. Like, how is this possible? So mm-hmm. full moon outside on a beach in the Maldives, ocean right there, clear sky, vibration, like it was life changing. So that was the moment I was like, okay, this, I, from that moment on, I was like, I am practicing yoga every day until period, like yeah. until dot, yeah. dot, dot. Wow. And found a teacher that he was consistent this is Jeff who I was talking about he's consistent he is an amazing teacher I think he um it it transformed my life yeah I love routine too so the fact that it was like same poses every day Mm -hmm. it was me being able to witness my own personal growth and then also setting an intention I set an intention and work that intention until this day, I yeah. still work on it. I still Do you work on it. Realize how full circle that all came because everything you are describing about yeah. that first retreat you went on is like everything that you led in Costa Rica. Insane. I don't realize how full circle. Yes, I don't. <laughs> honestly, because that like the like everything you are describing that you were feeling I mean like for me personally I can say the same like it was exactly like that being there yes and it really is not something that I feel like I chose Mm -hmm. I really think it's something that chose me rather than something that I chose it was always for a higher higher purpose it was never something that I was doing for myself I like in the in the long run, like yeah, I felt fulfilled and I was receiving as mm-hmm. much as I was giving, but the act of doing it was always higher purpose, and that's why it was so fulfilling for us. Yeah, I can see like that if, for if, sure. How especially I remember you telling the story too, just of like having this vision in your mind already of something similar to this without having planned this, and then it all just worked out. It all came together. Yes. Yes, it's so special. And and divine timing. Mm-hmm. Like all of us that were there were open to receive the same thing. Yeah. Like and and again to go back to the to the gym and the yoga studio. Certain people aren't open to receiving that spiritual death depth. Mm-hmm or spiritual death shit that too but oh. like spiritual depth <laughs> yeah of of where you could go because you have to confront a lot of shit yeah sometimes you're just not ready for it and if you're not like in that state of mind then you probably wouldn't get all the benefits out of it no you wouldn't receive any of it you would you would resist it yeah and and remember when i said that I'm so happy that everyone that who was on the retreat came yeah. like that we all got along and there was like, like the potential of somebody that would throw that off yeah. would be somebody that's not open to receive mm-hmm. and to be so skeptical to what this is offering. Mm-hmm. And that, that lack of faith would disrupt 
the community. Yeah, definitely. It needs to be like-minded. It needs to be like-minded people because if there's not, then like having doubt in the room is just gonna, we're all gonna be like, what's that? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doubting it? Yeah. Like, let's just be here. And plus like being willing to give what you get. So it's like if if everyone in the room isn't really willing to open up and willing to give something it makes others less open to giving also right because you can feel other people's energy Mm -hmm. everyone has the ability to feel energy yeah now whether you're in tune to it or not Mm -hmm. and i think some of us are more empathic and we can feel deeper and feel more but i think that's just that's just because we're more open to the fact that we are feeling a lot and we can vocalize I'm feeling a lot right now. <laughs> like a lot is happening to me and I'm very overwhelmed. And the more we're able to communicate and have words for those feelings, I mean, the more, the more expansive we're going to be to release and receive. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah to i mean i could talk to you forever but forever i know to close this out what closing like words of wisdom or advice would you want to leave people with mm. wow <sighs> what do i want to share there's so many things but okay I know. you could share right. so much <laughs> yeah Wow, one thing. Okay, if I were to leave this earth today, what would I want somebody to know? You have the power within you to live a life without limitation. It's already inside of you. No one else is going to offer you the life that you want, only you. And if you look to somebody else to tell you what that is, you're never going to be satisfied. Yeah, you are powerful. You are strong. You are resilient. You're a beautiful person. You're a wonderful person. 